Oh my goodness. When was the last time that I had a guest interview episode on the podcast? It's definitely been a while and I am so, so excited. Like I could not have put out a better guest interview for this like uh, revival of guest interviews, so to speak. Oh my gosh, I'm so dramatic. But anyways, I am just so, so excited about today's interview. We have Claire Nutley with us and I'm telling you, like, she's just so wise and she just has so much insight to give when it comes to boundaries and setting boundaries, not only in intimate relationships with partners, but also, you know, in other areas of our lives as well, whether it's job, um, things you do with your time, friendships, and, you know, I'll, I'll let you listen to the episode and get all the all the juicy stuff but I'm just so so excited and so I'm going to shut up now and stop talking so that you can hear the episode dreaming of a better sleep tossing and turning is not your destiny and Ollie is here to help Ollie invites you to sink into sweet sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness more than just melatonin Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited for today's conversation. I'm here with Claire Netley, and we are going to be chatting all things boundaries. And I'm just really, really excited because I know that this is such an important conversation, especially when dealing with mental health and just. Uh, a variety of things in general and how it plays a, a part in our lives. And so before we dive on into that, Claire, welcome to the Daily Climb podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, for our listeners who may not have heard of you before, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, firstly, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I love talking about boundaries. It's pretty much my favorite topic. Uh, so yeah, I'm a coach. I'm also a yoga and meditation teacher. I'm based in Melbourne, Australia, but I work with people from all over the world. I'm originally from the UK. And I, um, yeah, I suffered from severe burnout about 10 years ago. I was uh, a chronic nice girl, people pleaser, um, super polite being from Britain. I apologized for everything all the time. If you stood on my foot, I would apologize to you for my foot being in your way. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much how I was. And I, um, yeah, I, I was very disconnected from myself, very focused on other people. And eventually I burnt out and that kind of started this whole journey. And has really sort of got me to where I am now in working with other women who are, you know, the nice girls, the people pleasers, the overachievers who take on way too much and don't know how to prioritize. So I work with a full kind of range of, of different um, clients and different boundary challenges. But yeah, I'm absolutely blessed to do what I do. I love it. And it's such a pleasure to share this work because it is so important and before I had burnout, I'd never heard of boundaries. I didn't know what a boundary was, you know, so it's, it's great to be out there kind of sharing this work. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. And I just, I just really think that it's really that much more impactful that you had your own personal experience with exper uh, experiencing burnout and, you know, um, struggling to have those boundaries, which I know we're going to get into in a little bit and how you're using that experience and the lessons you've learned to help individuals um, in their own life and how they're experiencing those things. I absolutely love that. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It's thank you. Yeah, it's such a it's such a pleasure. And and people struggle with different boundaries, uh, different boundary issues in different areas of their lives. You know, for some people, they can have really strong and clear boundaries in one area of their life, but they they struggle in another area. Um, so it's yeah, it's great to sort of um, look at the whole range of boundary issues because they do impact all of our lives and, and, and mm -hmm. all areas of our lives. And I think that women especially struggle with this topic. I definitely agree. And so while we are um, migrating over into boundaries, I'm curious to know, how would you describe boundaries? I mean, I, we all hear this word often, and I just feel like sometimes when we hear words so much, we lose the actual meaning or lose the significance of the word. And so I'm curious from your experience and you know your insight from working with so many different women, how would mm -hmm. you describe boundaries to someone? I, I describe them as they're really guidelines, they're standards, they're limits for our own behavior. And one of the misconceptions I, I think about boundaries is people think boundaries are just about saying no to other people. And, and they're really not. They're about kind of saying yes to ourselves and determining who we are. They help us determine who we are, who we're not, what we're for, what we're against, what we will and won't tolerate in our lives, what we let in, what we keep out. Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, if you think a, a house has a perimeter, uh, if you think that, you know, a country has a border, mm -hmm. we all have boundaries and we have physical boundaries. We have mental or intellectual boundaries. We have emotional boundaries, spiritual boundaries, sexual boundaries, material boundaries. Um, our material boundaries are things like our, our time, our energy, our resources, our money. Um, so yeah, boundaries apply to all areas of our lives and they are critical in our relationships. And I think a lot of people think that when they get into a romantic relationship that, that boundaries merge and that's absolutely not the case. It's a recipe mm -hmm. for enmeshment and a whole bunch of toxic behaviors sort of coming out. We need boundaries. We need boundaries with our most intimate partners and the people closest to us. Right. And I really love how in your definition, you mentioned that they are guidelines or standards that we have of, of ourselves. And, you know, I'm really glad that you mentioned standards because when you don't have standards, you let yourself experience different things that you don't necessarily want to experience because mm. you aren't clear with the standards that you have for yourself. Like, for example, um, I feel like relationships is just a really easy one to talk about, but when you don't make your, when you don't have standards and when you don't let those standards known to the person that you are entering a relationship with, that can lead to you end up being hurt, you know? Mm. And so I was kind of thinking about the differences, if there are any between boundaries and standards. And I'm curious to hear how you would differentiate the two. Oh, that's such a great question. I've not been asked that before. I, I would say that that boundaries help us maintain our standards. Mm, yeah. I like yeah, that. So if, yeah. So if we have standards, uh, let's talk about relationships for a moment. Mm -hmm. If we have standards around what we expect, and, and this is another thing I share with clients, I, I say to them, expect to be treated well. And a lot of them don't. Mm -hmm. A lot of them don't. And so when we have a standard around, well, I deserve uh, and I expect to be treated with kindness or to be treated well or, mm -hmm. you know, on the flip side, to not be treated in an abusive 
fashion, then our boundaries can help us maintain and reinforce that standard. So, for example, you know, let's say you're dating someone Mm -hmm. and there's a a red flag comes up and they, they make a comment about something you're wearing in a negative sense you know let's say they make a derogatory comment then you can jump on that pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and you can you can um you know state that that's not acceptable to you Mm -hmm. and and I actually I was I'm single and I'm out there dating and learning a lot (laughs) and I was um on a date with someone a couple of years ago and we were at our first date Mm-hmm. And he said something that I thought was really inappropriate for a first date. Mm-hmm. And I jumped on it straight away and I never heard from him again. Mm-hmm. So that was, re- that was great. I was really happy with that. And I've, I thought, okay, I've shown him the standard that I will and won't accept. That's obviously not okay for him. He's going to move on to someone else. Right. So it's just about, you know, boundaries and, and the language that we use and how we communicate because communication is absolutely good. Communication is so critical to um, maintaining healthy boundaries mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, I've lost my train of thought now, but, but um, in communicating my expectations pretty quickly, mm-hmm. then it set a standard for what I will mm-hmm. and won't accept. And the other person has a choice, right? Boundaries mm-hmm. are never about trying to control someone else's behavior. They're about saying, this is okay for me. This is not okay for me. Mm-hmm. And the other person has a choice as to whether they stick around. And somebody yeah. else that I had been on a date with might really respect that and might respond in a really appropriate or adult fashion in which case Mm -hmm. I think well okay you know I want to spend more time with this person they can really hear my truth and my boundaries and that's a really good sign that's a green flag Mm -hmm. I okay I'm so so glad that you shared that experience that you had because it just made me think of um, you know many times we feel like we can't express our boundaries because of fear that someone will walk away from us. And Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you mentioned that story of yours or that experience and that you also mentioned that you were happy that that happened because, I mean, let's say that you didn't mention that and he continued to make those different types of inappropriate comments towards you way too early in the relationship and it makes you feel uncomfortable. He doesn't know you feel uncomfortable and just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, just a whole variety of things, you know, I'm really, really glad that you mentioned that. And also, um, I, I wanted to take a step back for a second and ask when you were talking about your definition of boundaries, you mentioned that it's not saying no to others, but saying yes to yourself. And that just made like for a brief, I was like, wait a second. I've never heard someone describe boundaries like that before. And so I'm really curious, can you kind of break that down a little further? Mm. Yeah. So boundaries and living authentically go hand in hand right they help us to um be really true to ourselves and I spent a really long time not being true to myself and one of the things one of one of the biggest fears um that my clients have or the biggest fear that my client have Mm -hmm. clients have I'm struggling to get my words out this morning (laughs) Um, it's afternoon there. I'm still warming up here in Melbourne. <laughs> um, is yeah, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection. So most people that I come into contact with, that I work with, are afraid of speaking their truth for fear that the other person will reject them. Mm. 
And it's, it's kind of this weird, it's, it's ironic really, because what we do when we don't speak our truth is we abandon ourselves. So the thing that we're made most afraid of from others actually causes us to do that very thing to ourselves. Mm. And the, the most important relationship that any of us will ever have in our life is the one with ourselves. I'm the one that has to wake up to me every morning. I'm the one that I have to look at in the mirror every day. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, yeah, it's just so important to, to really speak my truth and honor my truth and say yes to myself, recognizing that I, I want to be in relationships with people that say yes to themselves too. And I often say to my friends, you know, you know, you can say no to me, you know, that you can speak your truth with me. Mm -hmm. And it just makes for so much more authenticity in relationships, and so much more intimacy. And I would much rather that than my friends saying yes to something but feeling resentful on the inside. And that's what a lot of people do. They say, yes, they smile, Mm -hmm. they do things they don't want to do and they foster and they build resentment towards the other person, which is unfair because it's not the other person's fault, right? right? So, So we have this dance between resentment if we don't speak our truth Mm -hmm. and then guilt if we do. (laughs) And the thing with the guilt is it's short-term it's short term, it goes, the more that you practice, when you practice any new behavior, Mm -hmm. and you would know this area with all the work, the wonderful work that you're doing, you know, and and what you're teaching people, when when you develop a new behavior, it's uncomfortable. And that's, that's a sign of growth. If you're Mm -hmm. uncomfortable, you're growing. Mm -hmm. And this is a good thing. So the guilt that people experience in saying yes to themselves is temporary, mm-hmm. but the resentment is something that snowballs and builds and destroys relationships so much quicker than speaking your truth. Mm-hmm. So when I say yes to myself, I'm actually saying yes to healthy relationships with others. And, and we live in a society that talks about being selfish. You know, mm-hmm. if you say yes to yourself, you're selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, self-centered is a bad Mm -hmm. term. And I think of it as being centered in who we are. Yes. And never have we ever experienced more pressure, more demands on our time, more busyness. And this is where I think the boundaries conversation is so important because, you know, there's so many things I want to do in my life and but I can't do everything. So I have to prioritize. Mm -hmm. And the more that I can say yes to myself and be in my truth and live authentically and take care of myself, the more I'm able to serve and be present for others Mm -hmm. and to show up for others and to see others as they are and not who I need them to be. That was a very long way of answering your question. (laughs) No, but it was such a great answer. And I really love the part when you mentioned that we are able to live a more authentic life through saying yes to ourselves. And also even more so than that, about how you kind of mentioned being self-centered and Mm -hmm. how when we vocalize what we will and will not stand for, how we are, we are kind of like seen by others as, oh, like 
this person. So like X, Y, Z, what, like fill in the blank with whatever it is that people have said about you because you vocalize yourself. And unfortunately, when we get that kind of response from other people, we just, we feel like we shouldn't vocalize our truths or vocalize how we feel about different things in our boundaries um, or standards that we have for ourselves. And then, you know, when we don't share that, we feel like how you mentioned that resentment build up um, and that guilt build up because we're not living authentic to ourselves. And then, you know, we just, it, it slowly tears us down, right? Because, yeah. um, you know, we're not really being ourselves mm. and we experience things that we don't necessarily need to experience if we would have set that boundary from the start. And I'm curious to know, for instance, you, how you mentioned in your story with, when you were on that date with that individual, how he crossed a boundary for you and you vocalized mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. for someone listening to this episode right now, who, you know, they've had experiences where people have crossed their boundaries. So mm. if they are wondering, okay, the next time that someone crosses a boundary, I feel really nervous to, to say something, but I know that I should, what would you tell them? I would say there's a, there's a couple of things. Um, the, the first thing I want to say is that I just want to touch on what you were saying before about how, you know, we, we might not say something because um, when we do, people mm-hmm. might react in a, in a negative way. Right. And the, the thing about boundaries is it can be done really lightly and really kindly. So it doesn't have to be this big, serious um, conversation. Mm. And I, I always say to clients, don't make it bigger than it needs to be and don't make it smaller than it needs to be so it can it can start with something really really light so it can even be if someone says something you don't like you can kind of go ouch you know that's a really simple way of saying I didn't like that that's not okay Mm -hmm. and the authenticity piece is also about being really really authentic with ourselves so other people might not always be able to hear what we have to say but it's really important that we honor our truth even if it's just with ourselves Mm-hmm. so we might say something like you know if, if someone says something we don't like we might go ouch that hurts or mm-hmm. in the case of that guy all I said to him was I don't like where this conversation's going I suggest mm-hmm. you change direction and I probably could have even worded that better mm-hmm. um, but he didn't like that level of assertiveness right mm-hmm. so um, and I think a lot of women have struggled with assertiveness and to speak their truth um so that's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about it and and what I say to my clients is to start small and to use I statements it's all about keeping the focus on ourselves so one of the mistakes that people make is they say oh you did this or you're doing that or you're this or you're that which has the focus on the other person where we have no control and we also get into mind reading and we don't really know what's going on for the other person or what their intention was so I often find it really good to find out what people's intention is when, when they say something that I, that doesn't sit okay with me, mm-hmm. but I would say it's, you, you start with I statements and you start small and you start where it's safe to start. And I used to find it really difficult to ask for what I wanted. And I can give you a really, really simple example. I can give you a couple, actually. I remember I really struggled to say things like, I want, I need, I would like. Mm. 
Mm. And I, I lived with this girl many, many years ago and she would never empty the dustbin and it drove me crazy. <laughs> it's like, why did she never empty the dustbin? I just wish she'd empty the dustbin occasionally. I guess you call it trash. Do you call it trash can mm-hmm. over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or garbage. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I said to her, no, I ended up going to my therapist and complaining to my therapist that my housemate at the time would not empty the garbage. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, I want you to say to her, I would like you to empty the dustbin. And I was like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. He said, why not? And I, I was like, I can't say I would like. It was so alien to me. Mm-hmm. So what I started to do was just go around, even in supermarkets, even at the deli counter, I would say things like, I would like some olives, please, or I would like that piece of fish. Or and I just started to assert my needs and get used to saying, I want, I need, I would like. Bringing the focus in-house where I have control. And so that was really helpful. And then just like I said, in that situation with that guy, when I was on the date, I just said, I don't like where this is heading. And it can even be, you know, I don't feel okay right now. Something's not right. I need a moment. You know, we always have the option to take a pause. So, you know, or I'm feeling uncomfortable right now. Can we stop for a moment? I just need to work out what's going on for me. Or Mm -hmm. I'm not okay with this or something doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. It's just about we can keep it really, really simple and just speak our truth. And I had a conversation with my sister the other day and, and something wasn't sitting right with me. And most people have really good intentions, right? That's one of the things I've worked out. So I rang her up and I said, hey, you know, we had that conversation. Something wasn't sitting right with me after that conversation. What did you mean when you said this? Can you clarify that for me? Because it's not sitting right with me. And I want to understand where you're coming from. And she explained it and we talked it through. And it was just, and it was fine. It was, it was so easily done. And it didn't need to be this big, dramatic conversation. And, you know, and it depends who you're dealing with. So sometimes a very light kind of touch, you know, a a simple I statement, a simple something doesn't feel right, I don't feel okay here, or I need to take a moment, that will work. But if you've got someone that's really pushing, pushing, pushing your boundaries, then you Mm -hmm. need to be firmer and then you need to set consequences Um, and consequences on what you'll do not what you expect the other person to do or what you'll Mm -hmm. do to the other person does that answer Mm -hmm. your question yes it does and I'm glad you just mentioned consequences because I was also that was something I wanted to ask as well Um, for instance so let's say that um, using the experience that you shared or just if someone listening has experienced a time where someone has repeatedly crossed the boundary that they have made clear at this point Mm -hmm how would you encourage them to kind of resolve that for themselves? Mm. I would, I would start with being curious. So if I'd set a boundary with someone and they weren't respecting it, I'd have a conversation with them and say, I might say something like, look, um, I mentioned to you that when you do X, Y, Z, I feel X, Y, Z. And we've had this conversation a couple of times and I'm not seeing any change in your behavior. And I've requested this change and I'm curious as to why you keep doing it. When I've said it makes me uncomfortable, I've said, I feel uncomfortable when you do that. Mm -hmm. So I would hear them out and it might, they might say, 
you know, um, I just keep forgetting or because one of the things is behavior change takes time. Right. And what we want to see in the other person is a willingness. If they're, if they're willing to make change and they're trying, mm-hmm. then I can be patient with them. If they've heard me and they don't care, then that's a different conversation. Right. So then I might progress to, okay, look, we had a conversation. You said this, I'm not seeing anything different. I'm feeling uncomfortable about this. If it continues, I've told you this is not okay for me. If it continues, I'm going to. So for example, it might be, you might be having a conversation with someone on the phone and they're bringing up a topic you don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I've had this experience with people before and I've said, look, I, we'll have to agree to disagree on this. You know, this is my decision and um, I need... I need to respect that. And I'd like it if you could respect that. If you can't, Mm -hmm. that's okay. But I don't want to talk about this with you anymore. And then they keep bringing it up. So what I have said in the past is, look, I've I've said I don't want to talk about this anymore. If you keep bringing it up, I'm going to hang up the phone. So can we talk about something else? So I'm not saying something that I want them to do. And my voice is really calm and I'm relaxed. But I'm just saying, if this continues, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to hang up. I'm going to leave the room. I'm going to end this conversation. I'm not going to spend time with you until we can, you know, until you can agree to not bring this up with me anymore, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So, yeah, I kind of start with the boundary. Then I start with, then I go to curiosity. I've spoken Mm -hmm. about this. Why is it not being respected? And then I would go to consequences. I really love the curiosity part. And I almost feel like that's a pretty big part of it because like you mentioned previously, we don't know what someone's intentions are, right? Mm -hmm. And also how you mentioned that change takes time because someone could have maybe their whole life, this is how they grew up. And that was something that was fine for them. Like it was the norm, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe in their household or something like that. And so now they're experiencing someone who's telling them, oh, that's not okay. So maybe they do really care about you and they're just having a hard time remembering or um, being Mm -hmm. more conscious and aware of the fact that they are crossing a boundary for you. I I really think that's a valuable point to mention, you know, and kind of giving other people grace. Mm. And sometimes, you know, depending on the person, sometimes it's just ending the relationship and not seeing that person anymore. And and that's a, that's always a tough call, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's remembering that I, you know, I have to be true to myself and um, yeah. And really sticking with that and honoring Mm -hmm. that. Okay, so I I know up until now, we spoke about boundaries, primarily in the sense of relationships. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know, because you also mentioned earlier, how we should have boundaries in every area of our lives. So I'm curious to know, what are some examples you would give of other areas of our lives or what those boundaries could look like? Sure. Uh, one One of the examples that springs to mind that I know a lot of people struggle with is um, time boundaries and time boundaries at work. So how much overtime you might choose to do at an organization. There's there's so much pressure in the workplace from organizations on their employees Mm -hmm. to do more and more and more and overextend themselves. And um, I think it's I think there's a, I think there's a line, you know, I think we can, we can make a decision for ourselves. Some people might be okay with doing more. Some people might be kind of, you know what, I've got to get away. I've got to go home. I've got to pick up the kids, whatever other commitments, Mm -hmm. or I'm caring for someone. 
we all have different lives, we all have different priorities, we all have different boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it's up to the individual to decide what is and isn't okay for them. And our boundaries can change at different times in our lives as well. Mm-hmm. So let's say in the workplace, you um, decide that you're only okay with doing a couple of hours a week overtime, mm-hmm. and but your employer has seen you do 10 hours a week overtime. You might then kind of turn around and have a conversation with your employer and say, look, my circumstances have changed. It was okay then, but this is what I'm okay with now. Mm -hmm. And if the employer, a big part of, um, just to segue a minute, a big part of the boundaries journey is understanding what is and isn't your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so if an employer has very big targets well, then they need to hire more people to achieve those targets and not put all the pressure on their employees mm-hmm. who are working above and beyond what is reasonable, right? Oh, so I, I love have to- that you mentioned that. Sorry to interrupt you. I such, just love that you mentioned that just now. Yeah, it's such a big one, right? Mm-hmm. It's such a big one. I think what so is and people... isn't our responsibility. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. And people feel responsible for other people's feelings, other people's mm-hmm. happiness, Right. And we're not responsible for those things. We're responsible for those things in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of, there's a psychologist in the States called Dr. Henry Cloud. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of his work. He's, he's amazing. And he uh, wrote a book called Boundaries, which I really recommend, mm-hmm. uh, with a chap called Dr. John Townsend. And they talk about being responsible to, not responsible for. And it's such a big difference. You know, it means that we can be sensitive to, we care about other people's needs, but we don't take responsibility for them. So that's that's a good one kind of in the workplace. It's, well, I only have so much time and I have this contract, I have this agreement with my employer and I'm willing to give a couple of extra hours, but that's my limits. Right. And then, um, or that's my limit in this situation. And then you honor that, right? You stick to that. And, and that's the thing with boundaries. Ultimately, all boundaries are with ourselves. We mm-hmm. set the limits for ourselves. And then we have to honor those because right. we want to be clear in what we're communicating to others. We want to be clear and consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one example. Um, Also, uh, friendships, you know, that could be another time boundary or an energy boundary. If you have a friend or someone in your life or maybe a family member, could be anyone, could be somebody at work. Mm -hmm. And you find that when you spend time with that person, you feel quite drained afterwards. Mm -hmm. You can put a limit. You know, I still want this person in my life. They're important to me, but I'm going to put a limit around how much time I spend with that person. Mm -hmm. You could have boundaries with your family. A a big one that always comes up is around the holidays. You know, Christmas and the US, you have Thanksgiving. You know, all those expectations that come from family and having conversations around, well, no, we're not coming to yours for Christmas this year, but, you know, we'll catch up with you in January or we'll do Mm -hmm. it next year. So there can be boundaries around around that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, spiritual boundaries are around um, respecting your right to Mm -hmm. practice any faith or lack of that you choose and expecting that other people will respect that as well and and not accepting ridicule if other people ridicule you for your beliefs for your spiritual beliefs 
Um, so that's one example there. Does that, does that help? Are there any yes, others definitely. thinking of? Yeah, I think that, I think that pretty much covers, like, I love that you mentioned the time one. Cause, but as you were talking, I was like, yes, that actually is one that like is a pretty common one. Um, mm. And, you know, what I'm realizing is that a lot of these are like boundaries that are, um, you know, different areas of our lives that we need to just communicate with those that we um, interact with, like whether Mm. it be our partner or family member, friends, like you mentioned, strangers Mm. even. So yeah, I really think those, those were really good examples. Wow. This has been such a great conversation. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, on the, on the time one, you talked about strangers, you know, it can be even down to, let's say someone wants you to feed their cat. I I spoke to someone not long ago and their neighbor wanted them to feed their cat and they just didn't have capacity. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we just don't have capacity. It can be mental capacity. It can be my mental load is so great right now. I don't have time to think about your cat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So we can just say, you know what? And, and again, it's being truthful. Mm-hmm. If this is truthful for you, you can say, you know what? I would love to house sit your cat or take care of your cat right now. I just can't. I don't have capacity. I'd love to help. I'm sorry. Ask me next time, you know, and that's it. And then I don't carry around all the guilt and I don't feel responsible for, you know, them finding an alternative solution for their cat, their cat, their responsibility right mm-hmm. so it's remembering what we are and aren't responsible for and just right. I try not to let myself carry that load I used to carry mm. so much for other people and then I kind of learned that's not my responsibility my responsibility right. is to myself mm-hmm. yeah I remember experiencing that too where I feel guilty for saying no to someone and I would have a hard time saying no um mm. and that's why when you mentioned you know it's not that you're saying no to someone you're saying yes to yourself I was like whoa that's like huge <laughs> Um, that just might have to be like the quote of the episode. (laughs) It was so, so good, but, um, okay. So I have one last question before we wrap up. Mm -hmm. So my question is, how would you, so someone's listening right now. They're like, yes, boundaries. I recognize that it's important for me to set boundaries in different areas of my life. And they're thinking about the different areas that they've already experienced, maybe even today that they want to set boundaries for. What would you say to them so that they can like get started? Do they look at different areas of their lives and think about what boundaries are frequently crossed and, you know, write them out, um, think about what they would say to someone next time, or like, how would you encourage them to get started in their journey with setting boundaries and making them clearly known? I really like keeping like a little boundaries journal and paying attention to your feelings So we know when someone's overstepped a boundary because we feel it, right? So what we need to do is get really in touch with what we're feeling, what we're experiencing and being curious, being curious with yourself. So let's say your neighbor says, can you feed my cat tonight? And you say, Mm -hmm. yes. And then you go, why did I say yes? I really don't have time to feed the cat. Mm -hmm. So then you kind of get curious and go, okay, well, why did I say yes? What was going on for me in that moment? And how could I have said no? And knowing that you can change your mind, you could actually turn around and go, you know what, actually I committed to that and I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's starting with getting in touch with your feelings, mm-hmm. getting in touch with why you might be saying yes when you mean no and getting curious about what could I have said in that moment? Because we always have time to do things differently. So many people beat themselves up and go, oh, I can't believe I didn't say that or I wish I'd said that. 
And I say to them, you've got plenty of time. You've got your whole lifetime to practice this stuff. So start by being curious, tuning in. What did I say? What was really my truth in that moment? And people usually know what to say. They just censor themselves. And, um, you know, unless it's kind of full blown, you're just mad at someone and you're really angry and things would come out in a way that you don't want them to, then you can kind of sit down and go, okay, how can I package this up in a slightly nicer mm-hmm. way that it's likely to be heard yeah <laughs> so yeah boundaries journal being curious using mm-hmm. i statements and just practicing starting small you know mm-hmm. and noticing and sitting with the discomfort that comes up because that's a big part of it is learning to sit with and move through the discomfort or allow the discomfort to move through you mm-hmm. and and kind of go remind yourself this is not my responsibility right Absolutely love yeah. that. And just now I was also thinking how earlier you had mentioned that remembering that our boundaries can change. So whatever you yes. are saying to yourself right now that you felt a certain way about, you're not locked into feeling that way about that thing, you know? Mm. Um, so I also wanted to add that in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boundaries can change and they're flexible. You know, you might have um, you might need to have stronger boundaries with some people in your life and you might need less boundaries with other people. And that's right. really normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This has been incredible. Oh my gosh. You are so knowledgeable and just thank you so, so much for coming on and sharing a lot of your insight related to boundaries, because this is such an important conversation. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and, um, I really, I'm really excited to see, you know, people start to embrace the fact that they can actually set boundaries and effectively communicate it with other people as well. And so Mm. before we head out, I always like to ask one um, last question that has nothing to do with the episode to get to know you a little bit more. And Mm -hmm. so the question that I'm going to ask you is what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Such a great question I was reflecting on this before the the session because you mentioned this is something you like to ask people and I was laughing with my housemate about it and I said I don't know what to choose from I've got so many (laughs) and and what I remembered was that I try not to think of things as failures or mistakes and there's there's a great line from I'm not sure if he's a philosopher, um, but his name's Richard Buckminster Fuller or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he says there's no, there's no such thing as a failure or a mistake. There's just an unexpected outcome. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. So, look, I've made so many mistakes over the course of my life. And what has been really helpful for me is to see them as, as learnings you know, and we all make mistakes. Being human is a messy business. Mm -hmm. What has been helpful for me is to separate myself from my mistakes and to not see my mistakes as a reflection of me and to allow myself to actually, I allow myself to make mistakes. I allow myself to fail and to mess things up because that's how we learn. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's been so many things over the years you know there's been mistakes on my boundaries journey there's been things I said and I was like oh I could have said that better and Mm -hmm. um, you know I've made mistakes in all areas of my life I've made big mistakes in my career and um, 
yeah there's not kind of one that stands out because there's just Mm -hmm. there's a lot it's a Mm -hmm. lot um so yeah I don't know if that answers your question necessarily yeah that that was still a great answer and you reminded me of there's this quote that I absolutely love um I can't remember who said it and I'm totally gonna butcher the exact verbiage of it but it's something um along the lines of a failure isn't a failure unless you let it be a failure because you always have the opportunity to learn from your Mm. mistakes and how um if you learned from it, then is it, was it really a failure? No. Um, mm. And so that's what you reminded me of. So I love that. <laughs> Great. Okay. So where can uh, people listening connect with you online? Do you have any um, programs or resources that you want to share? Lay it all on us. Okay. So you can find me at clairenetly.com. Uh, I have an eight week or eight module, depending on which option you choose, uh, online course called Better Boundaries, where I take people through the whole boundaries journey. We look at what boundaries are, what they're not. We look at the different types, different categories. There's assignments, there's meditation exercises to help people learn to, and mindfulness exercises to help people learn to sit with the discomfort. There's scripts people can use. We do role plays. Um, and there's a few different options so people can do just the materials only or they can do the course with um, weekly office hours or group coaching calls with me and then there's a private small intimate group for people that want more accountability so they can learn more about that at my website so that's clarinetly.com forward slash better hyphen boundaries if all else fails just go to my website I'm on instagram at claire underscore netly and I'm also on YouTube. I've just started my YouTube channel. Well, I've picked it up again, I should say. I started it and then it sort of fell over, but now I'm producing more content. So it might be worth subscribing to that. There's going to be lots of juicy boundaries content on there. So yeah, they're the the best ways to get in touch. Okay. And I'll make sure that I put those links in in the, in the description of the episode and in the show notes. This has been, again, such a wonderful conversation. I'm so, so grateful that you were able to come on and chat about boundaries with me. Um, and I just know that my audience is going to love this and that there's just going to be really good feedback from this conversation. So thank you. Right. Oh, thanks so much, Ariel. Thanks for having me. Wait, before you exit out of today's episode, would you do me a huge favor and leave a review on Apple or Spotify? It would mean the world to me to see that you're loving this podcast and the episodes that I'm putting out there. And once you're done with that, take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your Instagram story or text it to a friend so that others can tune in and discover this podcast too. If you're not already connected with me over on Instagram, I encourage you to follow the Daily Climb podcast to stay up to date on everything going on. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode of the Daily Climb podcast. Mm -hmm.